Hello and welcome to Wash Day Talks. Here we talk about realistic, respective and authentic content. We speak about insightful and interesting things. Stay tuned and thank you for clicking on this podcast. Welcome to another episode of Wash Day Talks. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast episode and I hope you enjoy it. So today we're going to be talking about being tired, not only physically tired, but also mentally tired. And I believe it's something that a lot of us can relate to because everybody has been physically tired. Everyone probably has been mentally tired at some point in their life. And it's okay to feel physically and mentally tired once in a while when obviously you've overexerted yourself both physically and mentally. I've said those two words so much already in the first 35 seconds of this podcast, the But when it's repetitive, almost chronic, prolonged feeling of tiredness, especially mental tiredness, it's a lot. It it does not feel nice. And I just want to talk about that today. A few things that contribute to feeling like that, how some of us can break out of that feeling of tiredness. The thing about mental tiredness is it isn't just having brain fog or feeling like you've overworked your brain. Sometimes it comes in the form of tiredness in a sense, I don't have the motivation to carry out the daily activities I used to carry out. For me, when I struggle with what I'd call mental tiredness, I feel very demotivated. I do not want to do whatever work is set for me. I do not want to do my hobbies. I don't really want to go out. I just feel tired and drained mentally. And sometimes the reason while this feeling of mental tiredness comes because of the way I'm thinking, you know, where I just don't see the point in doing a lot of things that I used to want to see the point in, Here's a really, what's it called, unrelated example. Like I make flashcards for revision and there was one day where I was just like, what is the point in making flashcards? These flashcards are not benefiting me in any way and just copying my notes onto a smaller piece of paper. And because of that, I wanted to stop making flashcards. Thank goodness I clocked my trail of thought and I was like, nah man, you're making these flashcards, don't listen to your stupid thinking, there is benefits. But it's similar to mental tiredness. You could be, you have a hobby that's playing basketball. You play basketball all the time, but then you have that phase of like just demotivation. And you think, what is the point in playing basketball? I don't gain anything from it. And you have this this inability to see the benefits of playing the sport that you love so much. That for me is mostly mental tiredness. For me, mental tiredness is motivation hits rock bottom. And I was someone who used to thrive off bursts of motivation. That was what motivated me to do stuff. I'd be like, I'm going to start writing a novel. And I would write like 40 chapters. And then I would go through a phase of mental tiredness and leave it there. Do you know how many uncompleted novels I have? (laughs) Sad. If you do want to check out some of my teenage writing, I'm still a teenager. I don't know why I always refer to myself as a teenage, like 16-year-old me writing. You can check it out on, you know, the app Wattpad. Yeah. So Aura Writes, O-R-A-W-R-I-T-E-Z. Or I've got an Instagram poetry page, poetry.aura, poetry.ora. And there's also a link to my other writing there. So if you want to like make fun of my teenage writing. To be fair, sometimes I look back and I'm like, wow, this is so deep. What are you going through? They had to write like this. And sometimes I'm like, hey, that's a really good piece of writing. Where was I going with this? Yeah, like the motivation would just plummet when I'd want to write things. So that for me is a big signal of mental tiredness. Also, sometimes people come to the realisation that they were never living for themselves. 
this is more links more to that demotivation like when you start analyzing your life looking at your life and you're like this is all meaningless I've never really done anything that I enjoy blah 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 especially always trying to please people for me leads to that like when you live your life in a way that always aims to please people you neglect yourself in the process and shout out to my not even yeah shout out to all my people pleasers out here because it's really hard to break out of those people pleasing habits you live a lot of your life looking at the approval others will give you validation from others placing your self-worth in your relationships and connections to others and when that shatters as it will do because everyone is inherently selfish and will pick themselves over you most of the time you start to feel like there's a problem with you when you fail to make people happy it was never your job in the first place to make everyone happy and people pleasing is something that i have struggled with and to this day i still struggle with and i still find myself getting wrapped back into the arms of people pleasing it's hard to break out of because it's kind of like probably for me i get dopamine when i make people happy that feeling that you have to make everyone around you happy it's your duty and the problem with this is it led to big problems in my future relationships friendships all of that with other people because I hated dependency because I was just like when I broke out of the people pleasing momentarily I did it through hating people relying on me because I felt like if you rely on me I won't meet your expectations and I'll make you upset and that was the whole people pleasing thing didn't want to make people upset and that led to me purposely distancing myself from people in order to not form meaningful connections due to the risk of failing to meet people's expectations or people hurting me in the process. So where are we going with this? Yes, trying to please other people led to mental tiredness for me, led to demotivation. I did not have as much people around me. I was shutting people out. And this led to me feeling drained and tired. I keep using tired. You may think, why are you not saying, oh, feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling low? I'm using tired because I feel like the adjective tired is the best way to describe the feeling I'm talking about and if you've experienced it you can probably relate where you just feel drained you feel like I just don't care apathy but also weakness like you just can't be ass you can't be bothered to do jack and I feel like it's a feeling more and more people are experiencing when they overload their plates when they think negative thoughts mental tiredness doesn't just encompass like lack of sleep or stress it can also be due to anger insecurity irritation people pleasing poor relationships just that feeling of being drained and no longer feeling motivated to do what you wanted to do so what other things can lead to mental tiredness discontentment never being content with what you have that can then lead to greed and greed is a very consuming feeling to have always wanting more discontentment never feeling satisfied eventually you will get to a point where you feel almost consumed by this desire to have more and more and more and when you are discontent you are not grateful and when you are not grateful it's hard to enjoy what's around you and when you can't derive pleasure from what's around you you are going to end up feeling like rubbish that is how it is we know that we constantly need things that give us hope that give us motivation I talked about in a recent podcast episode about how motivation is just an overhyped key to success it's fleeting it is not lasting and if we use it as a foundation for the for the driving force for a lot of our goals it's not going to be effective unfortunately so same here when you are discontent you are not grateful and discontentment 
stops you from enjoying things around you and not enjoying things around you will not give you that energy that strength that happiness you know if you're not enjoying anything in life you are not going to be happy they can lead to feelings of mental tiredness the same with jealousy jealousy is just birthed from discontentment so when you are feeling tired or when you harbor these traits like anxiety discontentment jealousy things that occupy mental space and emotional space draining you and leading you to feeling like rubbish you let opportunities pass you by when you are so consumed with your inner struggles. It has happened to me. You're so lost in the realm of tiredness that the opportunities that you would have gone out to reach, this happens a lot. My throat just gets croaking after like five minutes talking. The opportunities that you would have gone out to reach, you no longer go out to reach because you feel demotivated. And then you let these good opportunities pass you by because you're consumed by whatever you're going through. And this feeling of mental tiredness can get a lot, especially when you neglect yourself and your needs, when you allow negative thoughts to take a hold of you. Like, you know that feeling when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, like, (laughs) you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's it. When you let these feelings consume you, it drains you. I believe this is because we don't listen to our bodies and our minds. We all know that our bodies and our minds send out signals. And I spoke about this in a self-control video. There's a difference between, sorry, self-control podcast episode. There's a difference between what your body wants and what your body needs. Right now, my body wants a cookie from the little bakery. Right now, my body needs some water and hydration, (laughs) some vegetables. (laughs) There's a difference. So listening to what your body and mind need And also sometimes what you want, because like I said, it's important to have at least some things that bring you pleasure in life. What I need is good rest, good people around me. I need to be understanding with myself. I need kind thoughts in my head. I need my head to be a safe space in order for me to thrive and flourish. What I want may be approval from other people, but seeking approval from other people isn't a need of man and may not lead to the best outcomes because it's a want and not a need. And we know that we are not completely rational beings and we are subject to so many different environmental influences that will kind of screw the way we see things. In economics, we look at it like humans aren't rational. We suffer from bounded rationality. We are not just completely autonomous beings that always make decisions that maximize our utility that is not the case so we should understand that and balance i wouldn't even say balance because i believe that you should always prioritize what you need over what you want because that is how you'll thrive like people who wake up at 5 a.m to exercise they don't want to do it but they know the benefits so they do what they need so listen to your body's needs and your mind's needs and how do we do this by spending more time more time in our heads and there's a difference between spending time in your head to critique yourself to dwell on negative thoughts to fuel anxiety to feed your anxiety and actually spending time in your head listening to how you feel getting to know your triggers and your cues spend time with yourself and understand what is my mind actually saying for me it took me a while to notice how I should feel what's the difference between feeling lazy and actually feeling tired from overworking I have been there are some days where I could be studying 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 and I'm not tired but I feel lazy and there are times where I could study one hour but I'm actually tired because of the choices I've made throughout the day maybe haven't eaten right, 
overexerted myself yesterday did as well, you know, not giving myself adequate time to rest, probably staying up till 5am to read webtoons, as I tend to do these days, <laughs> not these days, back on the holiday. So listen to, understand your cues, because you are supposed to know yourself best, you're supposed to know when your body is signaling to you, chill, when your body's signaling to you, let's move on. Know the difference between your body signals and then your mind, like your, what's the word? the things you become accustomed to so throughout the holiday I became accustomed to reading webcomics throughout the day I even did it today when there's schoolwork to be done that is my mind that is the lazy part of me speaking but I'm also accustomed to the physical signals that my body sends out when I'm tired like bags under my eyes headaches feeling thirsty all the time feeling weak I know that I need to take a chill so we need to listen to our body and our mind's cues and warnings to us. We indulge in the wrong things often, and these are often hurtful to us. So for example, things that bring us instant gratification and instant pleasure. And sometimes we do this because we lack discipline or because we don't know any better. I've spoken about this in, what other videos? Social media videos, diet videos, self-control videos how we are con conditioned socially to crave that instant gratification and we expect it in so many different areas of our life but that is not the case and often these actions that we indulge in that often give us instant gratification and spike up dopamine increasing the likeliness of us doing it again reinforcement learning most of the time they're not helpful to us me scrolling through instagram looking at how many likes i've got in the moment it makes me feel good but it's not good for me because it fuels my dependency on other people's opinions of me. It fuels my people-pleasing tendencies. It takes away time that I could have spent doing things productive. It makes me consumed with my self-image and ultimately leads to me placing my value in my online presence. And when that falters or fails to satisfy me, I get upset and I get into bouts of low mood and feeling worthless and things like that because I've placed my value in something that gave me instant gratification something that was not meant to hold so much weight in my life watch what you indulge in especially when you know you're prone to feeling so drained and exhausted and mentally and physically tired direct your energy and direct your attention to things that you know will be fruitful and will bring you feelings of joy and happiness and gratitude it sounds so cliche but it is so true we're not always to blame for our own misfortune and misery some of us simply don't know any better and are only products of our environment but we can all make a change. There's this quote or this parable, it's like, never blame a man for being born poor, but blame him for dying poor. Some things you can't change, the circumstances you are placed into outside of your own control, the circumstances you were born into, but a lot of us, most of us can change where we end. I am unhappy with some things that have happened in the past, some things that weren't even my fault, some things that other people have done to me. Let's say this person took this opportunity from me. I have no control over other people's actions, but I have control over how I can respond to it, how I can act in the future, how I can learn from this situation. So when it comes to dealing with these feelings, these draining this tiredness you don't want to be like that you don't want to feel like that you want to get out of this pit of like self-misery and just sadness and you know that maybe the reason why you're in this pit isn't exactly your fault I'm not blaming you I'm just saying that search for a way out you can search for a way out so as cliche as it sounds I have to give some appraisal to self-help books 
I speak a lot about self-help books, but I can never undermine the value of fiction. Fiction to me is so important. Fiction opens up the soul, it opens up the heart. It's the best way to cultivate empathy. We are all human beings and unfortunately we are egocentric, we care about ourselves. It's quite hard to bring someone out completely out of their own environment and everything they see with their own eyes and place them into the struggles of others. But when you read a book, you actually get immersed into what the character is going through and you can really view the issues they face through a genuine lens and view them in a way where it actually connects with you. So that's why I love fiction. But for situations like this, I would really recommend self-help books that really help to tackle these feelings. So one that I've said I've been reading is How to Be Miserable and how your daily activities and habits contribute to your depression and your feelings of misery. Even self-help books like Ego is the Enemy, Stillness is the Key, books that give you life experiences and insights from great philosophers and great teachers throughout history, things they've used to keep them all riled up or to strengthen their mind and their resolve through all the hardships that they went through. Look at people who you admire, read things that teach you how to overcome or teach you how to understand what you're feeling. We say this a lot, the first step to change is acknowledgement. The first step to change is also understanding. No, second step is understanding. Acknowledge the problem and try and understand it, understand yourself. That's why recently I said spend time in your head, understand your emotional and your social cues. Sorry, not social cues. Understand your emotional and physical cues. How do you know? I spoke about this in an early podcast episode. It's amazing how much I remember regarding podcast episodes, how I'm able to tell when I'm going to have like (laughs) stressful moments because I can see leading up to the moment, like, okay, getting agitated all the time, getting irritated, distancing myself from others. I can kind of predict when I'm going to have a breakdown because it's my habits and actions that contribute to it. It starts with the messy room. It starts with skipping chores. It starts with not doing homework. And then it just piles up. So understand yourself, basically. So self-help books offer a mirror. They hold up a mirror to you, basically. They allow you to see inside of yourself and teach you things. They peer into your own mind and evaluate your thoughts and feelings. A good self-help book. Of course, remember that not all self-help books are one-size-fits-all and not all self-help books will solve your problems. There's a lot of individual application you take what you've read and apply it to yourself individually not everything will suit you but see if anything offers a new realm of insight for you learn from the mistakes and triumphs of others like we call this standing on the shoulders of giants why make the same mistakes someone else has already made for you you know so when someone talks about how being a workaholic contributed to their anxiety and depression Rather than having the same experience yourself, read their stories, see what you can learn from it. You may be able to tolerate large amounts of work, but no knowledge is lost, right? That's what I thought I could do. I thought I was like, you know, I can tolerate loads of work. And realistically, I was fine. I could, but I wasn't fine, if that makes sense. I had set the boundaries so low that I thought being stressed out all the time was the norm. Because I was like, okay, people who go into the profession that I'm looking at, They normally operate like this. I know this is going to be stressful, but is that what I want for myself? I know I'm capable of functioning under the stress, you know, limiting my emotional breakdowns to once every three weeks, you know, (laughs) the the average. But was that something I wanted for myself? No, it wasn't. I could tolerate it, but I didn't want it. You get me? It wasn't good for me. Just because you're capable of tolerating something 
doesn't mean it's the right path to go down, especially if you're feeling mentally drained and tired. So take it one step at a time. Learn through trial and error. Learn what exhausts you, what depresses you, what strips you of energy. Remember that the future needs to be worked on, so don't be lazy. But also remember that you need rest as well. Life is way too short to spend it in misery. So spend time with family and friends, spend time on your hobbies, spend time with yourself. Time with yourself is really important. I cannot overestimate that. Is that the word? No, I cannot overemphasize that. Sorry. My grammar has been significantly better in this video podcast episode, the normal ones. And that is because I'm actually filming in the evening rather than the morning. So I feel like maybe I've actually had to use my brain throughout the day. So it's decided to work for me. But yes, where was I? Yeah, spending time with yourself is super, super important. Like, I cannot overemphasize it. You need to know yourself. You need to know your negative and your positive patterns, your emotional soft spots and your triggers. Once you understand, you can move towards changing. So you acknowledge the problem, you understand it, and you move towards changing it. You need to face the truth and acknowledge your feelings of inadequacy, your feelings of fear, your feelings of anxiety. Write them out, address them, be objective, be rational. Don't be afraid of what you perceive as your shortcomings. Because if you are afraid of something, you can't address it and tackle it. The worst thing we can fear is ourselves because we end up living a life of deceit. Like we're blinded by a mirage of what we think we are. We never fully address the problem. So if you're tired, rest, refine, rededicate your attention to something fruitful. And if you're afraid, confess, acknowledge, rededicate your thoughts to something empowering. A lot of our problems can be solved by rewiring the way we think. If we think too deep, it's easy to conclude that life is meaningless. But if we think with breadth of all the wonders of the world, like the billion avenues of opportunity that lay before us, we can find meaning in every step, strength in every breath, and peace in every thought. And it's true. When you redirect your thinking, there's so much to be grateful for, so much to be optimistic for. It's all about how you view the world. What glasses are you going to put on today? Glasses of joy and happiness or glasses of negativity? How beautiful life can be when you decide to take back control, when you choose to make the steps towards a life of meaning and rest, when you choose not to be tired anymore. It can be a choice. It is not always a choice, but it can be a choice. So choose how you want to feel today. Choose if you want to be that tired, drained, unmotivated person, or if you want to walk into life fully in control of how you experience the world around you choose to wear the glasses of happiness yeah anyways thank you so much for tuning into this podcast don't forget to follow me at wash day talks on instagram and looking forward to see you seeing you in another episode bye